if if it wouldn't change your mind if you found out that evolution was true, that that's not really a reason for your belief in God? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's not. It's really not. I, I mean, I looked into these things. I like studying about them. They're all interesting to me. But, I mean, there's also personal experience. There's also other aspects that I don't really like to talk about because it's kind of personal. I mean, I'd rather stick to kind of the facts, the things that I've learned, the things that guided me towards believing in God. Today I speak with Sandra. She is a Christian moderator in a Facebook group I helped create. Link is in the description. She's also an admin of many other religious-themed groups on Facebook. Um, so yeah, if, if you want to get started, we, we certainly can. Um, okay. I guess maybe, um, typically I don't do this. Typically I just like jump right in with the questions. Mm-hmm. But uh, maybe if you just want to say, uh, kind of introduce yourself and um, kind of say what your beliefs are, I guess. How about we start there? Okay. I mean, um, I'm not sure what to say about that. I have only been a Christian for about six years. I became a Christian after moving to another state. There's not really much to say about it. I grew up in kind of like an agnostic family. Um, I do remember my mother saying, there's so many different gods and religions. How do you know which one is true? And that really stuck with me for a long time. So when I look back at this time, I think, okay, my mother was speaking about being agnostic. I'm completely not sure what she believes now. I'm pretty sure my father is an atheist. I am, besides one cousin, the only Christian in my entire family. Hmm. Yes. Well, I, I didn't know that about you. That's That's actually really interesting. I don't know how typical that is, but... That seems um, to be, I would think that would be kind of uncommon. It is a little common, or uncommon, I'm sorry. Usually you hear about people saying, okay, you're indoctrinated from childhood to believe. Me, on the other hand, from childhood, I was taught not to. So it's a little bit different for me. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, I guess um, branching off of that, um, what are your reasons for believing? I actually have a lot of reasons for my beliefs and a lot of things I have thought about concerning them. I mean, something that I seriously quickly learned from being you know, on the Internet was that it's common to hear descriptions of Christianity that are extremely divergent from what Christians actually believe. So when I found this out and known this, I found it important to find answers on my own. I chose to study scripture on my own. I'm definitely not an expert. I've only been a Christian for six years. I'm not going to probably be able to answer or recall some of my reasons, but I definitely will try my best to answer your questions. Okay. Well, I guess with regards to your reasons, uh, since they are your reasons, they're not uh, anyone else's reasons, there's really no right or wrong answers. So. Right. Um, there's no reason to, to feel nervous or, or anything like that just because, well, they're your reasons. And I don't, I don't think anybody should uh, should be able to tell you uh, why or why not you, you shouldn't believe something. So I just sure. wanted to kind of throw that out there just to, 
Yes. Yeah, no problem. Um, so you mentioned that you, you study scripture, and, and maybe that's uh, um, what part of the, the reason why you think uh, uh, Christianity to be, you know, true. Is there any other reasons? I, yes, definitely. Um, for one, I think we can most likely agree that Jesus was the greatest man in history. I mean, everyone knows who Jesus is. And knowing this, I'd say that he is certainly worth learning about. I mean, wouldn't you? It's, it, he's definitely a figure throughout history, and, it, and he's definitely someone that, if this is true, I want to know that. Um, there's a lot about him that really fascinated me. I mean, just imagine he had no servants, but he was called a master. Um, he had no degree, but they called him a teacher. He definitely had no medicines, yet he call, was called a healer. And come to think of it, he won no military battles, but he conquered the world. His message, message has spread across the nations. He's ruled no nations, but they call him king. I call him king. Even worse, he committed no crimes, yet they crucified him. I've really honestly had to know who this man was. Sure. And, and I can agree with you that the, the story of Jesus is, is quite, quite remarkable. Yeah. Um, he, he, the story of Jesus, he's, he's definitely a, a great man, or at least the, the story for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, however, uh, do you think that there can be a story that is like super inspiring like the, the most inspiring story ever. But just because it's inspiring, does that necessarily make it true? I mean, what's most inspiring to me is to read Solomon. I mean, this man had so much wisdom. He, you know, experienced a lot in life. Um, he was really searching for meaning and couldn't find it. And the only meaning he could find is in God. And yes, I find him to be very inspiring. Um, there's a lot of stories that I find to be very inspiring. I, I love reading about David. I love reading about everything in the Bible. I've read through it many times. And I find it all fascinating. And um, really, I feel like this is something that we all need to know. I. I personally consider myself a truth seeker because when it comes down to it, everyone will, well, I think everyone questions life eventually. Like, why am I here? Do I have a purpose? Do I have a creator? And I know I wanted these answers and I believe that I found them. I believe that the truth is all that matters and that Jesus is the truth. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. I think we'll, I kind of want to step back for just a quick second. We can talk about, uh, about what you just said in a moment. We can come, come back. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think I, I have a question that I, I, I like to ask you to provide an example. Okay. Uh, if you can, if you can't think of one, no problem. I'm can you provide an example that uh, of maybe an inspiring story 
or uh, a story that really has a, a really great purpose, but isn't factually true. As in something that's outside of the Bible? Yeah, yes, yes, outside. Um, you know, I don't know. I, I, I can say that um, the changes that God has made in my life um, has, you know, caused me to be inspired to help others. I, you know, spend a lot of my time counseling. I spend a lot of my time reaching out to people. And, you know, I never did this before I was a Christian. I went through a complete change. And I can tell you it wasn't of me. I, I could never do it without God. I, I could never, I was not a Christian for over 40 years. My life changed so drastically after I chose to be a believer. And things started just making sense to me. I mean, they didn't make sense before. The whole world was confusing to me, and I'm sure it's confusing to a lot of people. But after I became Christian, it was like, and I know this sounds kind of, you know, typical of someone to say, it's just I felt like I wasn't blind anymore. I felt like I could see what's really going on around me. And um, it made me question a lot of other things, like the suffering that goes on in the world. You know, I really wanted to ask God, why? Just, just why? And there's, there's a lot of questions that um, I came up with after being a Christian, and there's a lot of answers that I received. And it really just took reading and trying to understand and trying to build a relationship with God by knowing Him. And the way you know Him really is by reading about Him. Hmm. Okay. Okay. I... I'm going to kind of go out on a branch here and uh, you can tell me if I'm like way off. If I'm uh, misrepresenting how you think or how you feel, just say, hey, yeah. Pierce, you're, 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 you're wrong. You're completely <laughs> wrong. That's not what I'm saying at all. But it, um, what I think you're saying, what I think you might mean, um, or maybe not exactly what you're saying or mean, but maybe I'm reading between the lines a little bit. Mm -hmm. But it sounds like uh, your belief in Christianity and, and to quote you, your, your relationship with God, I think that that brings you a, a great deal of comfort in your life, kind of uh, uh, something to kind of, um, that really helps you along and, and comforts you. Is, is that a fair statement? I can say that life's hard for everyone. We, we all have struggles. Mm -hmm. we, we all go through hard times. We all have obstacles that we have to overcome. But I feel like I have a friend. I feel like I have someone to talk to. And it doesn't stop me from having problems. It doesn't stop me from struggling just like everyone else in this world. It's just that um, I have my God to reach out to. I have someone that I trust and someone that I can relate to. I mean, when Jesus was on earth, he experienced suffering. He cried. He he laughed, he ate, he, he dealt with everything that we dealt with. So he can relate to us and he can understand what we're going through. We can bring our problems to God. We can cry to him. We can, we can you know, pray to him. And we can um, learn from any situations that we go through. Because honestly, we grow from them. And, and we know that from experience. When we deal with things, we learn from them. 
And um, that's no different with God. I mean, when we deal with things, we learn and we grow. And it's, it's just basically the same concept. Hmm. Okay. Okay. So I'm just going to try to paraphrase. So it, it sounds like um, a, a belief in God and in, in Jesus. Um, you can relate to Jesus and uh, pray to Jesus. And um, because of that, uh, you can learn from uh, life situations and how to deal with them like better in the future. Is that kind of what you're saying? Oh, definitely. Um, okay. I believe, you know, when Jesus was on earth, he told us to love our neighbors and to be kind. And, and I really honestly push for kindness. It's important to me. And I know a lot of people see it as a weakness, but it's my biggest strength. I, um, when I think about it, how easy it because I used to be a very angry person, how easy it was to be angry, how easy it was to give up, and how easy it was to not care. But being kind and choosing to, you know, help people and, and contribute and be a good person actually does make a difference in your life. I um, contributed it all to God because I honestly can't say that with all the drama and trauma I've been through that I would have made it through any other way. And yes, he's comforting, but he gives me strength. And I use that strength that he gives me. Okay. Sorry, I'm just... Uh writing something down here because I want to circle back to it. I mean, it's just like if you read scripture and, and I know people will wonder why is there suffering in this world and why does God allow it? I, I know that's a big question. And for some people, it's a deep-seated personal and emotional issue. And I think it needs to be addressed. It's a problem that keeps people from believing in God. We wonder why is there suffering in this world? Why does God allow it? But, according to Scripture, we are not promised a perfect life. We all experience misfortune. Scripture actually attests to this and says, He makes the sun, if I can remember this right, I'm sorry. He makes the sun rise on the evil and on the good and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. That means all of us. That means that we all go through trials. That means we all go through hard times. And maybe God is comforting to me, but, you know, it's it's just the truth. Okay. So I, I think, to kind of paraphrase, and then I think I'll ask a question. So, uh, it, previously, or at least in your situation, I, I don't know if this applies to other people as well, but... You said it was really easy to be angry and and not to care, mm -hmm. but then once uh, once you started believing in Christianity, Jesus, God, right? Uh, you found it like easier to be a good person, and uh, you also mentioned that you don't think you could have um, gotten like through life any other way if it wasn't uh, for learning about Jesus and mm -hmm. etc. Um, I guess my question 
is do you think you could have uh, learned to, to let your anger go um, without being religious? Do you think it's possible to it's, do that? Of course. I think it's possible. I think that people that don't believe in God can certainly do that too. I think that we can all change no matter what we believe. I just think that um, in my case, I heavily leaned on wanting to be like Jesus and, you know, doing what he says is right. And, and he, he's never failed me, honestly. Everything I read, everything I do, it all lines up and, and, and it makes sense. And all the changes that I've made in my life because I've become a Christian has changed everything around me. It's changed everything. Now, I wasn't angry at people. I was just angry. I, you know, life wasn't that good to me, and it didn't treat me too well, and I didn't understand why. And um, I was a very confused girl. Okay. I'm, I'm sorry to, to hear that you went through a, a pretty rough time. Mm -hmm. um, I, I hate to hear it when, when people are going through through difficulties. That's always unfortunate. I think that a lot of people go through difficulties. It doesn't make me special. I just think, you know, um, we all deal with it, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah unfortunately, that's, that's kind of what life throws at us. Sure it does. Um, hmm. I mean, I can tell you some of the reasons that I, um, you know, some of the things that I looked into... I'm a very curious person. I want the truth. I don't want to just believe something because it's easy to believe. I want to believe it because it's true. Okay, and, me too. Right. So, like, a lot of the things that I've gone over um, has really made me reinforce my belief, I'll say. You know, I, like, I, I really enjoy history. And I um, really took history into consideration um, one of the first things that I actually learned when I first became a Christian was that Jesus really does exist, or did, I'm sorry, existed. He walked this earth. And even in ancient times, even the opponents of Christianity never doubted the historicity of Jesus. And that, you know, meant a lot to me. I know some do argue that there is no evidence for the existence of God. I have a completely completely different take on this. Jesus is God according to scripture. Jesus definitely walked this earth. I mean, it's hard to recall things. I'm sorry. I'm like trying no, to remember okay. here. Um, okay. John, John 1, 1. Um, uh, in the beginning was the word. And of course, Jesus is called the word throughout scripture. So Jesus is the word. So in the beginning was the word. That's Jesus. And the Word was with God, that's Jesus. And the Word, Jesus, was God. So you read it as, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. That's referring to Jesus. And then you can go to, you can read John 1, oh shoot, 1, 15, 16, something like that. It says that the Word, who is Jesus once again, became flesh and made his dwelling among, among us, according to scripture, Jesus is God. So when I took that into consideration and um, really looked into the background of Jesus, 
there is seriously a huge amount of evidence supporting the historicity of Jesus Christ. Um, biblical and secular writers point to Jesus' existence. There is literally over 15 non-Christian extra-biblical sources that include outside information about Jesus Christ, about the New Testament. I can't really recall the historians offhand. Like, you know, I know there's Pliny, I know there's Josephine, I, I know there's Tonius, um, Tatticus. I can't recall it anymore, I'm sorry. Um, as far as, as historical evidence as well, which is so majorly important to me, there's been archaeology, archaeological ex excavations in modern-day Israel. See, they have unearthed inscriptions, stelae, epigraphs, and coins um, that indicate a correspondence between the details of the gospel and the geography and history of Judea under the Roman rule. Also, I'm pretty sure that nearly every town in the Book of Acts has been identified. History lines up pretty, pretty well, well, actually pretty perfectly with Scripture. All this, you know, is, is things that I looked into, and actually, for some people, it's not enough evidence, but for me, it is. And so, I believe. Okay. I've also looked into the scientific aspect. I love science. But I don't completely agree with what you know people believe. Um, I've also looked into that because that's also something very interesting, and people talk about when it comes to God. You know, a lot of times it's science versus God. I believe science is the how, and God is the who. So I really love science, and I really trust science, but I don't believe in macro evolution. Um, I I just don't believe it. I believe that we were created by God, man and woman. So I have a lot of thoughts when it comes to that. I, I mean, I can kind of go on and on about that subject because it's extremely interesting to me, but um, I'll just lay it down as how can all this come about through blind processes? It literally just doesn't make any sense. If we consider the dynamics of living cells, the complexity, and the absolutely amazing diversity of life on Earth, is this just all there is? I, I, I just don't think so. It's important to ask ourselves these questions. It's literally just all too amazing. These things, to me, are all indicative of the creativity, intelligence, and power of a creator. All right. That was... That was quite a few reasons. <laughs> yes. I, I mean, I really look into... I just want the truth, Pierce. That's that's really all okay. I'm looking for. Sure. So I got a question. Mm -hmm. So with regards, I'll first start with the the historical evidence. So all the I, I believe kind of the correct term might be like extra biblical evidence, yes. right? Okay. Yes, it is. If uh, to your satisfaction, so you're completely satisfied with whatever might be presented to you, you would believe it to be accurate. Yes. If to your satisfaction that that you found out that that information was from an unreliable source, uh, would that uh, change your belief in in Christianity? Well, I don't know. I I honestly can't answer that question. I um. 
I have to tell you that I 100% believe in God. I 100% believe in Jesus. So it would take a lot. Um, I've researched a lot. I've done a lot of my own studying. So to counteract everything that I've learned would, would take a lot of information, um, a lot of research, and a lot of um, reasoning for me to even consider that it wasn't true because it took me a lot just to get to this point. Sure. And, and it's just a, just a hypothetical question. And it's a good question. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. So then re regards to the, to the science and the, the macro evolution, if once again, to your, to your satisfaction, if, uh, if let's say, uh, you know, the leading scientist was to personally sit down with you and, and explain to your satisfaction every minor uh, detail of macro evolution. Uh, and, and you were to, you know, accept it and to your satisfaction, obviously. Um, would that affect your, your belief in Christianity? Well, once again, these are things that I've looked into a lot. And I have a really strong opinion when it comes to these things. So mm -hmm. if I'm sitting down with someone, I definitely have an extremely strong opinion about it and would voice how I feel about it, and I probably wouldn't change. Like I said, there's a lot of things that I've looked into, I've spent years years studying and researching and, mm -hmm. and, and sitting down in a moment and you know, going and having a cup of tea with somebody and talking about this isn't enough for me. I would need some hardcore evidence. I mean, sure. when it comes to evolution, I'm strongly opinions. I can tell you if you're interested how I feel about it. But sure. um, I, I, I definitely feel that evolution mixes two things together. Okay, there's micro, of course, microevolution, which is adaptation. There's macroevolution. So people are shown the real part. When you see these people sharing links, they're sharing links of adaptation. They're not sharing links of creatures changing from whatever it may be, birds to fish, um, whatever that may be. Um, honestly, it's I believe that people are shown the, the real part, which is micro, which makes them ready to believe the impossible part, which is macro. I also believe that every lie has a little bit of truth in it, and that micro is a little bit of truth. And this is how the idea, honestly, of biological evolution has spread since the 1850s. Like variations with microevolution is the real part. They're, for example, let's say the type of bird beaks, the color of moths, leg sizes, etc., are variations. These are adaptations to environment. Each type and length of beak a finch can have is already in the gene pool. Remember they used to call it junk DNA. It's not junk DNA, it's adaptation mechanisms. Um, and everyone has them, including us. We move to a different area. We easily adapt. This happens extremely quickly. It's not a slow process. Macro, I'm sorry, my, my, my opinion is macro is pseudoscience, has never been observed. By definition, science is observable, so it does not fall under the definition of science. So yes, I love science, but macro doesn't qualify in my eyes. And I know other people have other opinions, and I'm okay with that, but this is mine. 
Um, you know, we see variations in within species, but there is seriously strict limits to variations that are never crossed. Birds remain birds, cats remain cats, viruses remain viruses, humans remain humans. We mutate, we adapt, we, 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 we evolve a little bit, but we don't change to another species. It's never been observed, so it's not something I have to believe. Why would I have to? Um, it's not acceptable. Let me reword my question a little bit. Mm -hmm. I think it may have been a poorly worded question on my behalf, okay. and I apologize for that. I'm going to kind of rework it into this. Let's um, let's say you were to observe. Um, uh, what's a good example? Let's say uh, a uh, a fruit fly, small mm -hmm. little teeny teeny fruit fly. Mm -hmm. And let's say we were to observe this tiny, and obviously this is a hypothetical situation and okay. completely unrealistic. But we got this teeny tiny fruit fly, mm -hmm. and we were to observe it uh, evolve into a giant black bear. You know, this mm -hmm. huge bear. Super fierce, right? Mm -hmm. And if you were to observe that and, you know, obviously see it happen over however many millions of years, mm -hmm. obviously impossible. It's a hypothetical. Right. But would that affect your belief in God then? Once again, um, I need hard proof. I want to see some transitional fossils. Sure. Don't Let's say we... some transitional fossils. Because, like, honestly, there is none. And so with let's, that... Let's say, we, let's say during this process of this uh, fruit fly turning into the black bear, let's say there was 16 million fossils. Mm -hmm. Now, fossils that show transition? Yep. Shows every little tiniest step along the way. Okay. Every single creature that ever went along that evolution process, every single fossil was discovered ever. Oh, well, then that's hard proof. Then, then, then that's hard proof. Um, that's evidence. I, you know, hypothetically would have to believe it because I can't ignore what's true. Um, the truth is what's important. And, and then, no, it wouldn't change my belief in God. Um, I would just think that he did things differently than I thought. Okay. So is it safe to say that perhaps if if it wouldn't change your mind if you found out that evolution was true, that that's not really a reason for your belief in God? Mm -hmm. Okay. It's not. It's really not. I, I mean, I looked into these things. I like studying about them. They're all interesting to me. But, I mean, there's also personal experience. There's also other aspects that I don't really like to talk about because it's kind of personal. I mean, I'd rather stick to kind of the facts, the things that I've learned, the things that guided me towards believing in God. Yeah, and, we, we yeah. don't have to talk about anything that you're not comfortable. I don't want to put you in that situation. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I, I'm sorry. Oh, um, yeah, you can say what you're going to say. Oh, I don't even know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I guess I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind jumping back to the the historical, um, extra-biblical evidence, okay. right? Mm -hmm. um, I guess I want to kind of ask the same question like I did the, the evolution question. If 
if there was if you could like i don't know uh hypothetically jump in a in a machine that allowed you to to go back in time and and read the 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 stuff people were writing down and let's say you found something where something fishy happened i don't know what but let's say you were able to see that and then um let's say you saw something fishy happen that would cancel out all the extra biblical texts i know it's it's pretty crazy hypothetical right but um let's say that happens Mm -hmm. does that affect your belief in god that's kind of a hard question. I mean, it's hard because I just have all this these things that I feel that are evidential going through my head. And so it's hard for me to just say, hey, if that wasn't true, what would you believe? I mean, if it wasn't true, I guess I wouldn't believe it. But I believe it's true. Hmm. Hmm. It wasn't an easy decision for me. It, it wasn't mm-hmm. like I was raised in a family where I went to church and learned about God. And it, it wasn't that I was, you know, even raised knowing who God was. This was really a personal decision. Um, like I told you, I'm, I'm, I think, I'm pretty sure I'm the only Christian in my family. I mean, I can't guarantee that. We've got a large family. But um, besides a cousin that lives very far away, I, you know, honestly reviewed a lot of evidence and things that actually were quite convincing to me. And I do realize that what's convincing to me may not be what's convincing to someone else. And I, I do realize that and acknowledge that. I don't try to really change people's minds. What I want to do is just share what I know and share what I know and and listen to what they know. It's interesting to me, just like I think it's interesting to you. Sure. Yeah, just have a conversation like we're having now, right? Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Absolutely. (laughs) Yes. yes. All right. I'm um, not sure what else to talk about. I mean, there's... You know, the little issue of um, one thing that people like to talk about is um, obiogenesis, since we're on evolution. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, really, this is one thing that's super convincing to me is how, and this is a good question, okay, how could non-living chemicals give rise to living cells when the probability of a simple protein arising by chance is statistically impossible? This is unscientific completely. A spontaneous origin of life, it me- it doesn't meet any of the most basic of scientific tests. It has never been observed. And on the other hand, we constantly observe that life comes from life. We we don't deserve we don't observe anything and we never anything else and we never have. And I would say this is why Biogenesis is a scientific law because oviogenesis is a scientific impossibility. Now, when you go all the way back to that, and I know a lot of people say, well, oviogenesis and evolution are not the same thing. Well, you need oviogenesis for evolution to follow through. So it is, it is related, and it is important, and it is something that should be pointed out because it's actually impossible. So I, I wonder how people justify this when 
it's not even anything that can happen. I and mean, we know life comes only from life. So I think that's important to even understand. Um, the other thing, the only other thing I can think of that's something that people usually talk about is suffering. Um, the suffering that goes on on Earth. The, the, the starving children, the, the sad things that happen, slavery, everything. And, um, you know, if you want me to talk about that, I can a little bit. Sure. Okay. Sure. Well, I mean, a lot of the things I say is opinionated. Um, mm -hmm. So, in my opinion, God wants us to choose them and he doesn't force himself on us. Unfortunately, I believe that people choose to do evil things, in my opinion. We really like to blame God for all the atrocities in this world while still claiming he doesn't exist. Either way, people are greedy. This isn't God's doing. It's us. We need to take responsibilities for our own actions. And I think that's um, rather important. Um, it, that can lead into the conversation of free will, which is also a long conversation, so maybe we shouldn't go there. <laughs> yeah, that is a long conversation. Yes, but that's I, another subject, you know, maybe at another time. It's kind of funny. With regards to almost everything you just said, mm -hmm. um, I actually agree with everything except for the God part. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, we're, we're pretty much in agreement on that. Sure. That's kind of kind of funny. Sure. <laughs> I mean, it, it's practical, it's logical, it's rational. I mean, um, I'm not just saying things that or are um, not true. I mean, I, I do insert my opinion a lot, but a lot of the things I say are fa very factual. And, um, of course, we agree, we disagree about the God part, but um, everything else is, we know from experience, is actually true. You know, I, I was going to ask you a question earlier, and I never, I never got around to it. And maybe I'll ask you it now. Okay. It was when we were, what were we talking about at that point? I don't know. I don't remember either, but I, I wrote it down. <laughs> what I was going to ask was, is there a way to test to see if, See if God exists. Is there a, a test that we can conduct? I don't believe there is. Um, we're asking for material evidence for an unmaterial God. And that's just not going to happen. I know that there has to be an element of faith. But once you have that faith, there's so many evidences that go along with it. Um, no, I don't believe that we can say for sure God exists. There's not for sure evidence. But... I think that's why there's some faith required. Hmm. Faith is required for for Christianity? Well, I mean, when you look in the scriptures, if you believe, you know, you, if, you have to believe in Jesus. And once you believe, it kind of goes the other way around. Like, kind of like, you know how when you're really mad at somebody, and you know that you should forgive them, but you can't because your emotions are like, you know, I'm still angry. So you don't want to forgive them. But something I learned is that forgiveness always comes first and then the healing. Now, it's kind of the similar thing when you talk about God. 
first you have to have faith. You have to have faith first, and then the healing comes. Then the learning comes. Then the evidence comes. Then you start understanding. You have this strong, strong, strong desire just to learn, 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 learn. And you learn. Um, but yeah, I do say faith comes first, but I think that's, you know, just how it is. Can I have faith in something that is untrue? Yes. Yes. Is and faith is faith a good way to determine truth? Well, I don't think faith is completely just blind. It, it, it it's not blind faith. It is. Uh, personally, I think that the Bible is unique in its approach to reason and evidence. Okay, if Jesus and Christ appealed to evidence when he was challenged, and I'm not very good at remembering scriptures. I'm still trying. Um, like I said, I'm just a young Christian. But um, I think it's in John somewhere, maybe John 5. Jesus, he actually acknowledges that others won't or can't believe what he says on blind faith. So he actually offers three lines of evidence as reasons to trust him. And that's human testimony, observations, and written records. And that's what we have. Um, we also have answered prophecies. I mean, all these prophecies that have come true and more are to come. And I'm sorry, I just don't know the exact words for that. I just don't know what it is. It, it's somewhere in John, I'm sorry. But um, he does appeal to evidence when he speaks about faith. And he does say it's, it's not blind faith. There's evidence to go with it. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. I think I've heard that, that previously. Mm -hmm. But um, I don't know. I guess it, in this conversation, in this context, I don't know, it's, it's, piques my curiosity, I suppose you could say. Sure, sure. I yeah, mean, I it's, it, it's a lot to go over to at once. Um, I'm just, yeah. you know, saying a lot of stuff, but um, I am very opinionated, and um, I usually have a lot to write. I'm not really used to having a lot to say. Well, it was really nice talking to you, Piers. Um, you asked a lot of great questions, and um, I really appreciate you considering me for the interview. It was fun. Yeah, no problem. It, it, I had, had fun, too. Great. All right. Take care, Okay, then. you take care, too. Bye. Okay, bye.